The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended for use as a diagnosis or treatment of a health problem or as a substitute for consulting a licensed medical professional. Any information obtained by participating as a podcast listener is not intended to and should not be considered to constitute medical advice. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the authors or guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of UTMB. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Sadler, and I am the Assistant Course Coordinator for Population Health, and we are getting ready for the start of the Summer 2021 Population Health course. And this summer, we're excited because we're going to be working with a new Galveston community partner, which is the Galveston Diaper Bank. And so for the next half hour, 40 minutes, I have a very special guest here with me today. Kathy Modzalowski is the... um, director of the Galveston Diaper Bank, and she's going to kind of give us an idea of what a diaper bank is, why they're necessary, what what population they serve, and um, so that we can just understand this kind of unknown need in most communities. And um, so I'd like to introduce Kathy and thank her so much for being here with us today. And um, Kathy, I really am grateful that you could spend some time with us today and share your expertise. And I wonder if we could just start out by you telling us a little bit about yourself and how you became the director of the Galveston Diaper Bank. Kristen, thank you so much for having me and helping us to raise awareness of diaper need. Um, I was born and raised in Houston and had a career in international trade and transportation. Uh, And we moved down to Galveston about 26 years ago. Uh, The port wasn't actually thriving at that point. So there were little jobs, very few jobs in uh, any kind of transportation or shipping business. So I decided to go into the antique business and I sold uh, old, rare and out of print books for about 15 years. And I also organized Arttoberfest, which is a fine arts festival in downtown Galveston on Post Office Street. Um, I I turned that over uh, to the Opera House about, oh gosh, about eight years ago now. And around that time, I I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do and when I grew up. So eight years ago, I was helping my dear friend Angela Brown on a project that her organization, Galveston Sustainable Communities Alliance, uh, was working on. And GSCA's focus is on early childhood education and creating healthy families. Uh, They're the group that actually started the Moody Early Childhood Center here on the island. And they started uh, an incredible years parenting program in partnership with uh, Family Service Center at that time. And their plan was to provide diapers and wipes to families who came to the classes. Well, I had the bright idea that there must be some place that we can get free diapers for a program like that. And as I Googled diaper, up popped diaper need, diaper stress, and most importantly, diaper bank. I had no idea. I didn't know what a diaper bank was. And so I was very intrigued and I got in touch with the National Diaper Bank Network in Connecticut. And with their help and guidance, we were able to start the Galveston Diaper Bank. And since we didn't have any money, I became the executive director. So that's a circuitous uh, roundabout way of saying, I just, I saw a need and 
I filled it like so many people in this community. Uh, and it's basically uh, on the same premise as a, a food bank where, you know, we can, we can provide diapers and wipes. Uh, we began with only baby diapers and wipes for several years, and we've expanded the service to include uh, adult incontinence products for our senior citizens and physically challenged individuals. Wow, that is such a great story, uh, Kathy. What a what a transition from antique to diaper banking. You are a person of many talents and many skills. Well, I'd like to think so, but it's, a, <laughs> it's been a it's been a challenge. It's it's really been eye opening. Yeah, inter- and, yeah, and I love the fact that you're so intertwined with the Galveston community. I just love that you've got all those deep roots in the community. So that's a wonderful part of the story. And um, yeah, something I love about Galveston is how it's, it is a very cohesive community in a lot of ways. Um, Absolutely. So I guess I, I, I'm a little confused about who are the people that need these diapers. I know elderly people or people who are physically challenged, but you know, when I, my kids were little, I would just go to the grocery store and buy diapers. So tell us a little bit about the populations that you serve and why diaper banks are necessary. Well, I think they're necessary because just simply put, the need is great. Uh, We live in a community uh, here on Galveston Island where there is great wealth disparity. Uh, Most social programs don't cover expenses like diapers and adult incontinence supplies. And so I feel like we just provide a safety net in the community where so many families do live in poverty. Um, I'm not big on statistics, but I actually pulled up a few just to kind of tell a story about where we are on on the island. Um, Apparently, the the poverty rate in Texas is about 16%, and that's two points higher than the national average. Uh, In Galveston, the average is 22%. But 33% of Galveston children under the age of six live in poverty and an average of 17% for our senior citizens. And because those numbers are, are pre-COVID. So this past year, um, the need has grown exponentially. Um, many of our families that, that we serve through our partners um, live even in um, what they call food deserts which means, of course, there's no no grocery store within walking distance. Their local store is usually a little convenience store where where when, when our kids were small, we could just walk in and buy a pack of diapers. The pack of diapers at a convenience store usually costs three and four times as much as if we were to be able to drive to Target and buy a big box where we're paying maybe 15 cents a diaper when you're going to the local convenience store, you're, you're paying 25 to 30 cents a diaper and that's for the smaller sizes. So it's, it's really, it's, it's kind of alarming. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we do serve families in need and in crisis. Uh, of course, Galveston is a, is a tourist town and we have many people that are working in the service industries and some work more than one job to make ends meet. Um, we also have a large immigrant community that we serve, um, and what they're working in those same service industries and they need assistance as well. 
So we've also been able to help families that have been impacted by, by crisis, whether it's hurricanes and winter storms, uh, losing everything when their home is damaged, of course, COVID-19, and even during government shutdowns, we've been able to help um, government employees like our local Coast Guard, for example, um, when those families got their pay cut and still worked with no pay, we were able to help those families out, which is, you know, is a great, uh, there's a great need there. So yeah, that's, that's a big population of, of individuals and families that, that you serve and a, a huge job. Um, I, you know, I wonder, I think one, one thing that most of us who've always just, you know, gone to the store and bought diapers, we don't really understand what it feels like and looks like if you don't have enough diapers, either for your child or if you're a person who needs adult incontinence supplies, how does it change your life to suddenly have this basic need met? What are the activity restrictions that people have if they don't have enough um, of a humble thing like a diaper? I, I mean, that's a great question because there are there are so many families who you hate to think that you have to make a decision. Do I buy food? Do I pay rent? Do I pay utilities? Or do I buy diapers? And, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to fathom for maybe for those of us who have not been in such dire circumstances. But just as an example, um, if you do, if you're lucky enough to have a job, you must supply, most of our daycare centers require uh, eight to 10 diapers per day for each child that is in daycare. So that's a, that's a huge obstacle for some families. So we're able to partner with daycare centers um, for families who say, for example, get childcare subsidies through some program like Texas Workforce Solutions. So we provide those diapers for the family. So that's not, that's just one obstacle that, um, that we can help to alleviate a, a problem that exists so that they have diapers and wipes at the daycare centers. And of course, our seniors who are living on fixed incomes, who have incontinence issues, um, it is a matter of, of having some uh, flexibility and, and stability, knowing that you can go out and have that freedom um, when you've got enough supplies to make sure that you can go out in public. It's, it's got to be humiliating. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. And, and interestingly, when I have lived in, outside of the United States, both in South America and in Africa, I witnessed the same level of need and the level of activity restriction in people who weren't able to manage that personal aspect of their life. So this is a need that is not only in the United States, but it's international too. And yeah. So yeah, those- Exactly. It's very profound. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I, I guess I, in terms of like government aid, and I know a lot of people, especially with these, um, these COVID relief packages, people have been getting um, money. Uh, are, there, are there government programs such as food stamps that don't allow, don't allow for the purchase of diapers with those funds? Or can you buy diapers if you're on food stamps or WIC or something like that? You know, that's, it's actually one of the largest 
uh, biggest mis misconceptions that I, I faced myself. I could not believe that there was not some type of, of relief program, a social assistance program uh, for our families to buy diapers. But most of the, um, I think all that I've researched of the social service programs that, that aid families and, and independent women, you know, with children and um, are, they're all nutritional um, based. They, they don't provide, they consider diapers a, a paper product and you can't even buy paper towels or toilet paper. Um, and the, I think one of the saddest things I remember reading about, uh, and, and the pandemic especially has really shown a light on the need for, um, for help in that, in that respect, is that uh, while people were hoarding toilet paper last year, people who could afford diapers were hoarding diapers. And I oh, remember wow. seeing a, a, yeah, a news report and interviewing a woman who was standing in the aisle of a large, you know, big box store um, just in tears because she couldn't even get a small package. And it, I'm, I'm not saying this to, you know, to, to denigrate anybody who, uh, those were desperate times. And I don't yeah. think we, any of us had ever, you know, we hear of our, maybe our parents or grandparents going through the depression and what that must have been like. But this was just, it, it broke my heart to see families who, you know, maybe they had $25 to buy one big box at Target and there was nothing on the shelf. And um, so it's, it's one of those issues that we, I think the National Diaper Bank Network uh, is doing tremendous work to bring awareness to our governmental agencies to, to somehow provide relief for families who also need diapers as well as nutritional aid. And um, the, so there are things that are, you know, they're working on, but it doesn't help right now. It doesn't help families who are in dire need mm -hmm. right now. So yeah, the, the need is very immediate. And uh... exactly. So that, that kind of brings us, that's, you know, kind of painted a picture of what a diaper bank is and why it's necessary and the broad array of individuals and families that you serve. So I wonder if you could tell us now a little bit about how the Galveston Diaper Bank works. How do you get the diapers? How do you pay for them? And who, how do you distribute them around so that they're available to the people that need them? Well, with the pandemic, since last year, we have done a few direct service distributions where we have put the word out and we've been able to serve like 250 to 300 families that drive through. But traditionally, we don't do that um, as, a, as a general rule. We work with partner agencies that serve a variety of clients that range from people in poverty people who are experiencing a temporary setback, maybe suffering from domestic violence, dealing with a disabled child, and just basically trying to provide a better life for their families uh, through our partner agencies. And we have 24 of them. Um, we have provided last year alone over 3,000 families. We were able to reach through those agencies um, you know, they have food pantries that we supply them with diapers. Um, they have shelters 
for children and for families. Um, and and they, they're doing tremendous work in the community, I, I have to say. Um, we also provide diapers and wipes to seven daycare centers here on the island. Um, and we talked about that a few minutes ago. It's, I think it just helps them to be able to, to know that they don't have to go out and provide the diapers themselves, that they're there at the daycare centers. And these are families that are living in poverty, but they're working families. They're just uh, are low income. And right now we have 220 children enrolled in our diapers for daycare program. Uh, the majority of what we distribute, uh, we purchase. And uh, through our partnership with the National Network, we're able to purchase diapers and wipes and adult supplies um, at a deep discount. And about 25% are donated by organizations, civic organizations and church groups. And um, we have some uh, other nonprofit partners who go, oh, well, somebody donated a bunch of, you know, extra large adult pull-ups. Do you need them? And I'm, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we could always yes. use those. Yeah, sure. So, and, and we, we definitely rely on um, wonderful local foundations um, that have, have helped carry us along. I mean, we're still an all volunteer organization and we couldn't do it though without their support. Um, and, and including individuals that, that, provide us a monthly um, little donation. And, mm -hmm. you know, even a little donation, $5 would buy us a lot of diapers, but $5, you know, it doesn't go far when you're trying to provide for a child. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, we, we just, we rely on the kindness of strangers and a lot of people we know too. We pick on a lot of people we know. Yeah, it sounds like a huge job. How many regular volunteers do you have working at the diaper bank? Do you know just off the top of your head? Well, at any one time um, before COVID, we had about 10 people who would come in on a weekly basis. We repackaged the diapers into smaller quantities so they can be distributed easily uh, by our partners. Um, and we were open two days a week. But since COVID, uh, starting in April of last year, we have a good, I'd say five or six, not counting my husband, who of course is the most important volunteer because he could probably hear me right now. Um, it, we, we get together just one day a week. We repackage diapers. We put together orders for our partners. Uh, they let us know on a weekly basis what, we what, what they need. So I, there's, like I say, five or six who show up on a regular basis, and we've just created our own little pod. And um, we, we, have, we have in the past had organizations that might come for a day, and we have a special day that we would um, get together. And maybe I'm hoping we can do that soon, you know, do that again. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to be kind of Seeing, seeing the light at the end of the pandemic tunnel. So <laughs> exactly. we're all ready for that. Um, yeah. So for uh, students and faculty who are listening to this podcast, who might be interested in uh, supporting the Galveston Diaper Bank, students who are listening, the link to the Galveston Diaper Bank 
and um, to the National Diaper Bank Network is actually in your uh, clinical forms folder in on Blackboard. So you have those links available to you so you can go do some research. But Kathy, I wonder if you could tell us what is a way that individuals or groups can support the Galveston Diaper Bank um, if they're interested in supporting that nonprofit? Well, and exactly what you're doing at the School of Nursing. Um, just a, a diaper drive is always a great way to engage the community and, and help to spread um, our mission, which is just to, to help our fellow man um, and woman. Um, normally, I would say volunteer your time, but, uh, you know, if anybody is interested, we do. Uh, we're at Scott, the Scott Building over on In and a Half, and you could either shoot me an email or a text and just um, just show up. You know, like I say, we we've created our own little pod and we're fully vaccinated and no longer are wearing our masks. But um, uh, vo so volunteering is is a great way. Maybe a community group wants to volunteer when we can open that up again. And of course money is always good. Yeah. Um, we can, we can kind of stretch that, that dollar a little further than, than a lot of people can because of the discounts that we get. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I, anything that the, the community wants to do, we've, we've gotten great support from community organizations like um, Harmony Masonic Lodge and the Galveston's Lions Club, the Elks Lodge and Kiwanas. Um, who have, especially in this past year, helped recognize the need um, that we had. Uh, I, I can't even, I can't even tell you the impact of COVID. I mean, I could, but <laughs> it would, it would take a long time. But um, you know, just this past year has been such a challenge. Um, and along with our our other foundations, our that that sponsor us on a regular basis. The um, Galveston County Recovery Fund, which I don't, I don't, I guess, I don't know if you're aware, but they mm -hmm. started after Hurricane Ike. And they've stepped up every time there is, you know, a, a, an emergency or a natural disaster in Galveston County and helped us tremendously this past year because they recognized the need that we had to, um, with the increased demand because of the pandemic. And so I really, you know, along with our regular uh, supporters, I have to thank them for, for stepping up this past year when um, it, you know, it's just been a little crazy. Yeah, it sounds like it's, it's, uh, it's been a huge group effort involving many people. And of course, it, we always have such crazy weather in the Houston Galveston area. <laughs> I'm sure the February ice storm and whatever, I'm sure that makes everybody's lives more complicated fielding weather events on top of a pandemic. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was, that was bad. Bad, well, bad, bad. It sounds like, you know, there's a, there's a way to support the Galveston diaper bank, uh, small ways, big ways. And we are having a diaper drive this summer. And so if you're interested in donating for summer of 2021, the, the uh, diaper bank bin will be in the health education center. And uh, so we'll be doing a drive this summer and uh, hopefully we can start sending some volunteers over and uh, just giving some ongoing support of the Galveston Diaper Bank. And that's very exciting. And um, 
before we finish up, Kathy, I wonder if, is there anything else that you, that we haven't discussed that you think we should know about your work with the Galveston Diaper Bank or the populations that you serve? I, you know, that's, that, that's a great question. It's, it's kind of difficult. I think we covered a lot of the, the, the main topics, but I, I just feel like there is such division in this world right now. And it's, it's really difficult to see families who really work so hard and, and basically being marginalized. And I think kindness is the key. I think we have to remember that everyone is struggling. Um, it may not be diapers, you know, um, it, it, it's just a tough time right now, especially. Uh, and, and I think that we just need to remember to help one another and get out there and, uh, yeah, I don't I, know. I think, I'm getting. I'm getting. For, what is Kerflamped? I don't know. I just, <laughs> no, just, I. Yeah, that is a really lovely sentiment, and I I think that you know, as nurses, sometimes we get really caught up in task. You know, we're we're gonna give the meds, we're gonna start the IVs, we're gonna do all of our many many tasks, and sometimes the most important task that we have as nurses is to remember the humanity of the people before us and to uh, always seek those human connections and be kind and empathetic uh, no matter what. And um, I think that that's a really important point. And, um, and that is why we do what we do. And uh, that is why organizations like Galveston Diaper Bank who meet this humble, humble need that most people don't know about are, are so very, very important. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate that people get to the point where they need assistance buying diapers, but it's the reality that we live in. And so congratulations to you and to everyone at the Galveston Diaper Bank for all of the work that you do. And I look forward to visiting with you in the future, Kathy, and, and hearing more about how things go there and partnering with the Diaper Bank um, through UTMB School of Nursing. And um, one person at a time, we can ease a little bit of suffering and, and make it a little bit better. So I can't thank you enough for your time today, talking with us and sharing with us your journey from, from uh, a very <laughs> busy career in international relations. And then all of a sudden you're doing Galveston Diaper Bank. That's like a huge span of skill and talent. So congratulations. Well, I, thank you thanks. so much for your time. Well, thank you. Thank you for helping us to, to raise awareness. Uh, and, and thank you for all that, that you all do. I mean, God knows we've learned in this past year, especially how important our nurses, our RNs, PAs, what, you know, yep. uh, it's, it's, just, it's just amazing uh, what y'all are doing. And, and we, have to, we have to do it together. That's just it. We have to uh, contribute our time together yeah, and, and make a difference. So we thank do. you for helping us to raise awareness. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much, Kathy. And I look forward to uh, hearing more about Galveston Diaper Bank in the future. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay.